Hello, and welcome to Your Investment Partners with Paul and Garrett, where we talk about all things financial, focusing on helping you plan, keep, and grow for a successful future. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. And if you're tuning in again, welcome back and thank you for listening. Hello, and welcome to Your Investment Partners with Paul and Garrett. Today, we talk about everyone's favorite topic, politics. We cover our main philosophy, highlight how to stay sane through the upcoming presidential cycle, and ultimately talk about does it matter who's in charge. If you have questions about any of the items discussed today, please reach out either by phone or email. My name is Garrett Smith, and we look forward to having you with us today. Hey, at least it's not snowing today, though, when we're recording this. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. I still have snow on my lawn, though. Uh, I think we find, I got some fertilizer down and I think I saw some green grass coming up. <laughs> Spring may be happening. Oh, be nice. Uh, I'm going to take a picture of my last chunk of snow on my lawn. See how long it lasts this oh, year. I, I, just, bet, I bet it lasts till May. Yeah. I have a picture of my boy walking through on Easter weekend in, you know, knee deep snow on the lawn. Just mm, unbelievable. It is. What a year we've had. <laughs> Hopefully we can handle all the water. I, I, I'm just, not talking about today's topic because I don't really want to. So we're talking about other things than this. <laughs> we're going to talk about politics today. <laughs> We've been getting a lot of questions lately about politics. And I think it's, I think it's, you know, people are announcing they're running for president and things are kind of, the cycle starting back up again. Yeah. Here comes, here comes the rhetoric. And so just wanted to kind of highlight a few points to get you ready for the political season that we're going to be in that now really never feels like it ever ends. But yeah. And it, you know, the problem with politics is it's just, uh, especially nowadays, it just seems like it's so divisive, you know, it's, uh, man, the, the parties seem to be so far apart on everything. And so it, it's a, uh, you know, it's really a challenge and, 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 you know, people get emotionally invested in what they think is right. And, and um, I've just I've noticed over time, sometimes if you let the politics get in the way of making just investment decisions, uh, it's it, it can be a challenge for sure. Yeah, I think not only investment decisions, but quality of life, too. Yeah. You know, there's there's so much that's, you know, you can you can only do so much and then it's kind of out of your control. right? Mm-hmm. You can, and, and so I think just, you know, doing everything you can and then living your life. You know, this happens both in politics and in the market. The market goes down. It's not great. It's not fun. And if you're letting it run your life, then you're you're missing out on some great memories that usually yeah. happen during that time, too. Um, and so I think that kind of leads to the first point that we always talk about. We always highlight is it's you always got to watch what they do, not what they say. And everything from now <laughs> until election <laughs> is what they say. Yeah. Um, and uh, obviously, there's going to be we haven't hit the debt ceiling discussions or anything yet. So there are some critical things to look at. But from an election standpoint, there's just a whole bunch of talk and not yeah, not and it, anything yeah. substantial. Yeah. And what, what are we a year and a half away from Election Day? Yeah. And it's it's going to start it's going to start ramping up. And, you know, we just need to keep in mind that politicians, you know, they for the most part just have to say what they think is the most likelihood of them getting reelected to charge up the base, uh, to get, get people either upset or excited either, or is fine with them as long as they can get you to write a check, Mm -hmm. you know? And, and so sometimes you just get all these, you know, really weird extreme ideas out there that are, 
that are popular uh, to some people and and dreadful to others, and it's it's all the it's all the fundraising mechanism to to try and just solidify the base and and stir the pot. Yeah, the, you know they need dollars from you today, so they can ask. They have enough money to ask for you for more dollars tomorrow so that they can ask for more money from you the next day. <laughs> you know, it's just an ever fundraising cycle for the next year and a half. It's, you know, the incentives right now are to say the things that get the dollars coming in. Yeah. And so they're appealing to, you know, the large donors right now, they're appealing to the sections of their bases that will give them money. And, mm-hmm. and just remembering that, you know, it, 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 a lot can happen between now and then. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, you know, I always use the example of COVID too. you know, COVID changed politics, you know, sure. as well, yeah. um, just as much as any election does. You know, mm-hmm. you don't, we, we don't know what's going to happen between now and the time we, everybody actually puts in their votes, yeah. you know, things could be, be, be very different. And so it always comes down to watch what they do, not what they say. And everything from now until election day is what they say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and I learned a long time ago to kind of check your political beliefs. Um, you know, I was... I started in the business in the mid, you know, the mid 80s. So I've been at it for nearly 40 years. And um, I, I remember, you know, so I kind of started when when Reagan was president and things were really robust. And and then, uh, you know, along comes this Clinton guy. And I thought he was the, you know, the devil incarnate. I mean, <laughs> he, he, I just was so worried about and I thought, oh, when Clinton got elected, everything was just going to be a disaster because, you know, he just didn't, I just didn't align with him politically at all. And um, so I just expected the market to, to be horrible. And the nineties were, you know, (laughs) awesome. I mean, that's one of the best decades we've had in the market. And, um, and part of that was because he ended up losing control of the Congress and, you know, the Republicans forced him to do some things he normally wouldn't have done. But the point is, is that it's it's really more about what they do and and not what they say. You just have to watch legislation, tax policy, uh, regulation, all that kind of stuff, and um, and then just make decisions uh, based based on that. And and that was a that was a a real good learning experience for me. Is that you know. Politicians are, you know, the, the president is not king. He doesn't right. get to just say, well, here's what we're going to do. He's got to, you know, he's got to deal with the cabinet. He's got to deal with the Congress, the Senate and the, and the House and, you know, legislation. That's why it's so hard to get legislation passed is because it is such a just a, a big blob of inefficiency. And it's it's just truly most of the time, only bipartisan stuff ends up getting through. So they can say what they want to say, but at the end of the day, they have to deal with the other side to get really thing, anything meaningful passed. Yeah, it's. I saw a study once that looked at if this bill is supported by 90% of Americans, so overwhelming support, and this other bill is supported by 10% of the Americans, the odds of both of those getting passed is basically 50%. It really doesn't matter if there's support or there's not support. There's kind of a coin toss whether the legislation actually gets, you know, because it's what were, what were they trying to accomplish that day? What, you know, what were they trying to satisfy that day? And so usually 
what ends up getting enacted is very, very different than what gets talked about on the campaign trail mm -hmm. or what gets originally pitched because it's got to go through committees and subcommittees and get it, you know, the House and the Senate have to vote on it. And it's just there's a long drawn out process of what the ultimate bill looks like and how legislation has been passed in the last few years. You know, it's on the 11th hour of the 11th day and it gets signed into law and then you and then you adjust. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing that we always look at is, you, you know, Everybody obviously has personal preferences, what you're hoping or what you think the right way is. But once it comes down and it is actually written in, in legislation, then we can make adjustments. Right. And that's, you, know, you can kind of make some plans here or there uh, if it looks likely that something's going to happen. But, but ultimately, it's not until, okay, this is what the language looks like. And then it's usually years afterwards of clarification of different parts of it until you fully know what that piece of legislation actually is going to do. Right. Um, and so I think just to kind of highlight the point of, you, you know, you know, you set down aside what you think and just look at, okay, what's the rules of the road today? And let's make adjustments accordingly. Yeah. And I think it's important for uh, people to keep in mind, too, that, um, you know, for the most part, we just own really large, well-established companies. And, and you know, these companies have been around for, you know, 40, 50, 80 years. And they've dealt with, you know, conservative presidents and liberal presidents and everything in between. And they all have, uh, you know, robust lobbying organizations. And the lobbyists are in there helping write the legislation as it's being uh, written. And, and, of course, some legislation uh, might benefit one list of companies and and at the detriment of another list of companies and and that's why diversification is important uh, big companies are important companies that pay dividends are important so that it just really can kind of smooth out a lot of the bumps that happen because of the political environment yeah and i think a great example of that is is during COVID time right obviously mm -hmm. a lot of policies were enacted um a lot of unknowns and it obviously benefited one group of companies mm -hmm. far more over another group of companies. Yeah. And, and that is, that happens time and time again. And so it's just looking about, you know, that's why, yeah, diversification matters is because, you know, if everything in your portfolio is going up, that means everything in your portfolio can go down if something were to change against that group. Right. And that's why we like having, you know, across different industries from, uh, you know, consumer-led companies to healthcare companies to technology companies. You know, if you can spread across all those different areas, uh, legislation generally doesn't impact everything all the time. You know, those companies can adjust mm -hmm. and, and have plenty of time to to do so. And and we, the reason why we choose the companies we do is they. They're in the business of making money. <laughs> right. And, uh, you know, so they have that incentive to, regardless of who's in power, or who's writing the laws, to mm -hmm. make sure they can adjust and make money in whatever regime. And, and, and as, that, as that changes, you know, then the companies adjust. And if they don't adjust, that's when we look to move them out of the portfolio and, and put something else in. Mm -hmm. And I think this kind of one thing I wanted to touch on here, uh, moving on from that, is just... You know, the emotions, you know, I think everybody gets swept up in emotions of mm -hmm. elections when the markets, you know, you, you look up and you see the markets moving around, it's down. And then you look at the news headlines and they're down and it, you know, it feels like that's just never ending and, you know, everything's just falling apart. And, and I think, you know, talking about kind of how to emotionally stay healthy through that is, <laughs> it's a good thing. Yeah. 
You know, and that's a tough one too, because I'm, you know, I mean, I spend a lot of time, probably the website I'm, uh, <laughs> other than, you know, my uh, lap, you know, my, my workstation at work, you know, where it has all the quotes and people accounts and stuff is probably real clear politics, you know? <laughs> and so I, I spend a lot of time reading and uh, about politics and it's, um, I, you know, I think, I think I need to just, you know, try and avoid it. I mean, most of us pretty well know what direction we're going to lean. So I've about decided, you know, I just need to not pay as much attention because it, it does get you worked up sometimes. Uh, and, and really does it need to, right? I mean, most of us pretty well know what direction we're going to lean when we go in to pull the lever and, and so, you know, unless you're truly right in the middle and, and, you know, you have to pay attention the last couple of weeks to see what's going on, maybe we just need to ignore it a little bit more. I don't know. I, yeah, I think there's, I, I think that's the separation between what they say and what they do. Obviously what they do, you got to pay extremely close attention to, you know, when, when pen to paper and you're looking at that, that's where we pay, you know, real critical and real close focus. But on the what they say side, you know, the goal of TV or the newspaper or the internet is to get you to come back tomorrow. Like that's the whole goal is to come back. And well, so the headline's going to be as, <laughs> as outlandish as it possibly can. You know, they never, you know, they, 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 they never have a mediocre headline. They, you know, it's all right. about getting the click, you know, yeah. oh, you got, you have to read this article because there's ads on that page and we need you to see these ads. <laughs> we need you to see these ads. And so, uh, you know, so the media definitely, um, I think, really helps stir the political pot, too, just by the extreme headlines that they put out. And sure. And that's that's human nature. You sure. know, that's been going back. You oh, know, that's yeah. not new today. That's not oh, new no. to social media. That's not new to, you know, anything. Anytime news can get out, yep. you know, sensationalism brought in more readers, which brings more advertising dollars, mm-hmm. which, you know, and on and on and on you go. And so I think kind of on that day-to-day circle, just keeping that in mind that like, look, a large part of the goal is to get me to come back tomorrow right, and do the same thing again. And uh, I think if you can kind of keep that in the back of your mind, it's helpful because, you know, maybe you do choose to come back again tomorrow. That's just fine. But setting it aside and and keeping that within a frame of reference is, I think, really important because, you know, there's life's a lot bigger than whatever's coming out of the TV or the computer at the current time. Yeah. And the other question we get quite a bit is, you know, uh, so how's the stock market performance under, you know, Democrats or under Republicans? And what's the comparison? And depending on which uh, way you lean you might have an answer for that question, but we actually have some some data here that's kind of interesting. Uh, we pulled a, um, some research up, and this goes back to 1933, and uh, it shows the the stock market return since 1933 under uh, Democratic presidencies and Republican presidencies, and we we felt like the probably the best way to look at it is. Um, is with a one-year lag. In other words, you know, when a when a Democratic president leaves office, whatever he's done and his policies are in force probably have more impact on that next year, the first year of the Republican president, than than anything that the Republican president's doing because he's just trying to get under his feet. Very little legislation gets passed right off the get-go. So, if you go with a one-year lag, 
since 1933, the difference in performance between uh, Democratic presidencies and Republican presidencies is one half of one percent difference. <laughs> so it, you know, that's a it's a rounding error. Uh, it's 12, 12.5% versus 13% slight edge to uh, the Republican presidencies. And so it's just, you know, companies adapt to whatever they have to deal with. And so we get, we get all worked up thinking that the market's just going to crash because so-and-so is, is in office. And, you know, historically, that's just not, that's just not the case. The other part of uh, of it that was really interesting is just stock market returns in election years and how that's uh, how that's worked. Yeah, I think when you look at there's obviously some years that do better versus others, and um, you know this is the S and P 500 total return over that same time period, 1933, and. Uh, y- y- it really comes down to the best years are non-election years because <laughs> mm-hmm. the rules, you know, kind of, there's not a lot of rhetoric, not a lot of rule changes. And so businesses can just function and they can earnings flow through. And then the next best year is uh, on average is presidential election years. And then the worst year is always the midterm election years. Mm-hmm. And, and it really just it kind of highlights when the rules changes is usually when there's market volatility and lower performance. And I think that's due a lot to just uncertainty. Right. You know, exactly. we're just like, yeah. oh, um, you know, the the house is going to change hands. So how, how's that going to impact legislation? And and maybe we'll just, you know, maybe we'll just pause our buying right now. And, and so it, 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 but keep in mind too, that, that, that historical return on uh, midterm election year since 1933, the return was still an average of 11.3%. That's the, you know, that's the worst. And then non-election years, it jumps up to a little over 15% per year. So. Oh, yeah. If you exclude 2002 and 2008, so oh. kind of the big corrections. If you yeah. go to all years, it's 9.8% return yeah. and 11% return. So even with those massive pullbacks that you had in mm-hmm. 2002 and 2008, you know, these, these companies just move forward because every year they work towards making better components, you know, better phones, better cars, better services and goods. And- more styles. Sell, yeah. sell more hamburgers, yep. more French fries, more shoes. Yeah. Just, you know, it's, it, it, yeah. it's a business. And do it more efficiently and sell more of them. You know, that's ultimately the goal of every one of the businesses. And and so that's also why we like, um, you know, dividend payers or, or those that buy back their stocks of various things is because it supports their, their price kind of through the times of uncertainty mm-hmm. um, because they need to make money in all market cycles. And so, I, you know, I think kind of the key takeaways is just, you know, kind of be ready when everybody knows what's coming. Mm-hmm. We've, we've done this. There's going to be a, a lot of news. And I think one thing to highlight too is, is TV news is obviously changing. And, and usually when a media continues, a, a type of media continues to go out of favor, the uh, rhetoric gets amplified yeah. because yeah. they're trying to draw back viewers. It happens with the newspaper going to the radio or, or I guess, uh, the you know, and then the radio into the TV and TV into the internet. And, you know, anytime there's kind of these disruptions, the, the, the legacy or the existing um, kind of has to ramp it up to, to keep things engaged because there's just other places viewers can go. Yeah. And so I think to keep that in, in mind too, that um, there's other incentives at play other than just bringing you the news. And, uh, you know, let's 
it, we've got, you know, clients on both sides of the aisle and it's, it, you know, I think ultimately everybody's coming together to just, you know, that everybody wants a better life, you know, better for themselves, their families. And, and I think keeping those long-term perspectives in, in mind um, is a great way to go. Absolutely. So hang in there. It's going to be a rocky 18 months. <laughs> but if it gets too much, just don't listen. That's what I'm going to try and do this year, this, uh, this next 18 months. Yeah. Just not listen as much. Well, our last two episodes have been about taxes and politics. So hopefully those are Thank you for, for tuning in and listening to Your Investment Partners with Paul and Garrett. If you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, visit us at ascendinvestment.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter to keep you up to date. See you in the next episode. Kessler, Norman & Ride, LLC, DBA, Ascend Investment Partners is a registered investment advisor. Advisory services are only offered to clients or prospective clients where our firm and its representatives are properly licensed or exempt from licensure. No advice may be rendered by Ascend Investment Partners unless a client service agreement is in place. The opinions expressed in this podcast are for general informational purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice, performance data, or recommendations that any particular security, portfolio of securities, transaction, or investment strategy is suitable for any specific person. This program is only intended to provide education about the financial industry. All opinions contained in this podcast are subject to change at any time without notice. To determine which, if any, investments may be appropriate for you, please consult with your financial advisor prior to investing. Any past performance discussed during this podcast is not guaranteed of future results. As always, please remember that all investing involves risk and possible loss.